You are now checked in to Stand Up New York Labs. Oh, yeah. The week before Thanksgiving and everyone's on a high. The thought of two or more days off makes everyone want to fly. Not at the airports, though. Those are a mess. Or did you not see planes, trains, and automobiles, as Dell and Neil can attest? You can't go to Buffalo, where the lake effect has dumped four feet of snow, as seen on the news. But that's good for the Jets, who, if they can't play, they can't lose. The princess is coming. The princess is coming to visit the Nets, and the pendulum pick is back on track with its bets. The cancellations keep coming, and there's a new show with Katherine Heigl. But we're all looking forward to the new show with Bob Smigel. That's right, Mello. Yes, I rhymed Smigel and Heigl, so get set and let's go. Week 12 is going to be a hell of a show. <laughs> so stick around and put your phones on your head. This is Dave Joskow, and this is The Spread. Memo, you got to appreciate it, right? That was the worst <laughs> intro I think I've you? ever heard. <laughs> you know how much time I had to put into that? At uh, least 20 <laughs> minutes. Yes, it's uh, Dave Juskow, and it's uh, week, I believe, 12 of the spread and uh, football season. And I'm here with uh, my and our good friend, Mr. Guillermo Salazar. That's right. Famous director. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming on. I really appreciate it. You are going to be getting 20 bucks later, right? Shut up. Okay. What's the matter with you? This show's about gambling. You have to win it. I'm hoping. You don't want to know how. <laughs> what are you doing? You're already looking at that paper? How do you know we're starting with that? No, you I... you got to relax. I'm sorry. I'm very nervous. His daughter made picks and uh, for football, and he's like, so dying to get to it. I mean, should we just open with that? I mean, do you want to go there already? <laughs> Up to you. I-, I will follow your lead. Memo, there's a format. <laughs> I know. I don't well, want to. Well, the format move. says have Memo read his picks. Oh no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, no, I just uh, yeah. I mean, this is exciting. We're going back to the you know we haven't many times. I'm doing the show. I don't actually end up talking about football. It's true because I always think people. I don't know who likes the show. Obviously, nobody's nobody's paying attention except Aunt Judy. Uh, yeah, I was going to say. Sent me a picture today of her in the beach in Hawaii listening to the show. <laughs> So, uh, you know, she trooper. she is a trooper, and I don't know how she gets to travel so much, but it's quite fascinating. In fact, I um, called up my cousin who owns the New Jersey Devils and said, why does Aunt Judy get to travel so much? And he goes, I don't know. <laughs> I don't even travel as much. Yeah, she's a pretty amazing woman, actually, The the especially with the gambling. She's really good at it. I know. She is really good, and she's been good. You know, that's where I, uh, that's where I learned. You know, <laughs> yeah. She's the best. It's true. You know, when you have an aunt that teaches you about craps and the, and the <laughs> ponies, that's a good aunt. Yeah, she she's impressive. Yeah. So, but it's amazing. Yeah, so she's in Hawaii. She, you know, when I send out the pool email that, uh, hey, everybody, there's a game today at 825, you know, in a half hour, whatever. She's like, well, no, at 325 here. Hey, hey Hawaii. <laughs> that is my dream to go to Hawaii. Right. And watch football. In Hawaii? Yes, at 7 in the morning. <laughs> right. 7 in the morning it would be. Have to get up pretty How early. How cool. Oh, my God. That would be like the best day to get up early. But you'd... How exciting would I be? I would be like, get up at 5, I'd start drinking around 6, and then by 7, I'd be completely hammered and watching the first game. Sounds like uh, your typical tailgating, actually. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, uh, well, yeah, technically, <laughs> tailgating-wise, it's only a one-hour difference. Right, exactly. <laughs> That's true. I always start at 8 a.m. <laughs> exactly. I, I didn't go this week to the Giants game, which I was going to, but it turned out that um, Lee Maracas 
had all his tickets left. Oh. Um, he, he went by himself. I felt horrible. I didn't oh. know he was going by himself. He said the tailgate's off. His, his brother, who usually goes to every game, it, it doesn't matter what happens, apparently got stumped for the first time ever because it was his daughter's birthday. Oh. And normally he can get out of that. Can he bring his daughter to the game? Isn't yes, yeah. but uh, I don't know. Some, his wife finally got to him and said, you're not <laughs> going today. And he goes, what? It's been like 20 years. I always go. I only have to go to eight games a season. Right. Um, I actually feel bad because I think he's al- he should be allowed to go. It's only eight games, and it's the rule that, that you know. Right. And what what is this guy doing having a baby in November? That's that's true. his problem. They should have planned that better. You got if you like football, why are you having a kid that might have a birthday during football season? No, why would you point. take that risk? It's a good point. Thank you. Um, may I? Well, the question is whether his daughter cares because maybe she doesn't care. And then he should. If he's gone. there or about football. If he goes to football, like she's, if she's not going to care. Right. Exactly. Like, well, you're daughter Varen, yes would completely care if you weren't there she might yeah. and i was at her four-year birthday party was that That's that right. was four i was there in april and uh it was filled with actually a tells old joke with uh strippers and midgets and balloons and <laughs> it's true i mean it actually had everything you did have everything yeah and it was so funny because i know this uh midget who was at memo's party and um like it turned out i knew him like first memo called me and said listen um i hate to do this but my wife told me to call. Uh, if you're going to come to the party, uh, how can I put this? Um, listen, there's going to be a midget there. I just wanted to tell you ahead of time so you don't do anything stupid. And I'm like, Memo, thank you very much for telling me. I appreciate that. This is not an exaggeration for once. This is actually pretty much exactly how the conversation went. It's yeah, I remember you were like embarrassed that you yeah. had to uh, do I it. I felt really bad. I know, but you did the right thing and your wife is smart it wasn't like a, a, it wasn't ironically a dick move for anyone else it would be but so then i go to the party i see the midget he's being uh, swamped by all the little girls dressed as princesses that's right which was the funniest thing cuz right. it's a little person they were you know being him. running around yeah they were tackling which is just which you know, it's like they were making fun of me, but meanwhile, you're having all these princes attack the little person there, at, at, like like he's like a little. He elf asked for or it. Something. Don't look at me. He asked for I know, it. No, but it does a... seem a little. If you're worried about me saying something, it seems like you're putting like, oh, you're. Let's dress him as an elf and let the kids chase him around. Yeah, if I, I had mean, given him like a court jester thing, you know, like a headdress, the jester, then it would have been. Yeah, it seems like pretty much that's what you did without the headdress. <laughs> right. Anyway, it turns out I know that midget. That was the weirdest <laughs> that was part, the right? Part. And we've worked together before, <laughs> and then there was talk of us hanging out and going to the Jets games together. Full circle. Because he's a huge Jets fan. Right. So when I saw him, I, I was like, the odds of me knowing the same midget, you know, like, the, I don't know how many people out there actually know and spend time with a midget, and I know I shouldn't use the word midget, but I can't help myself. I love it. <laughs> it's a drinking game, I think. Um, but, you know, many people don't, you know, you either know one or you don't, and most of the people we know probably do not. Right. Uh, you probably didn't know one until that day. He's my first little person friend. Right. And, uh, I mean, that's all I'm saying. I'm like, God, that guy looks so familiar. But please, what are the, <laughs> there's one midget in town. There's one midget. It turns out Memo and I both know. I haven't seen him in 15 years. He shows up at Memo's part of the one <laughs> midget. But it was that guy. It's true. And this guy, we got into a fight. <laughs> Should I tell this? Yeah. <laughs> if you're talking 15 years ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We got into a fight because <laughs> it always makes me laugh. We got into a fight because I was doing a show where I was using him as an actor, as a little person actor, and I was like, "Hey, would you could you do it again like December 1st? And he goes, "Are you are you are you seriously asking me that? Are you being serious right now?" And I'm like, "Uh, is there a problem?" He goes, yeah. 
look, idiot, uh, that's December. It means you're not going to be able to get a midget in this town ever until the beginning of the year. Have you ever heard of the Christmas Spectacular at Radio City? And I'm like, well, sure. He goes, that's every working midget in the business is there. They don't have any time for anything else. And I'm like, well, I mean, they can't all be acting. Yeah, if you're not there, then you're working behind the scenes. You know, you're, you're working with casting. Come on, Dave. Understudies. He was like so angry that I didn't know this. He was like furious, and I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm sorry, I, I didn't realize. Goes, you didn't realize. <laughs> I'm sorry, midget. I goes, and that's the other thing. Call me little person. <laughs> like, why would you even say I'm sorry, midget? Was that phrase in the My 90s? My name is Peter. Isn't it Peter? Uh, no, it's Chris. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you really give a shit. Um, no, but I mean, the um, it w- was little person already like the appropriate term in 1998 or whatever? Probably, but I still call black people colored. So right. for me, I, right. I, you know, time has stopped. Right. So. It's all relevant. I don't, I, I don't, you know, there's either one phrase for me that I got in 1972, and that's it. Right. Uh, you know, the so, Hebrews and... Uh, <laughs> are you saying that you you and Chris could have both gone to the Jets game with Lee this weekend? Well, he, Lee and I go to the Giants games now. We oh, Giants. Yeah, but, oh. We, but back then I had Jet season right. tickets, right. and he really wanted to go, and I was not ready right. to take a little person right. to the Jets game. Because I wasn't secure enough myself That's why for g- the barrage of what would happen, not just from my friends, who would probably be very polite, but still, you know, the wink, wink. The but fans. what about all the other people around us who are just, you know, Jets fans? What am I? I got to spell this out. The world knows about Jets fans. The world knows why I switched to going to Giants tailgates instead of Jets right. tailgates because – it's a better class of people. I hey, this it. isn't a surprise. There's not going to be a Jets fan who's going to be like, what, what are you saying? <laughs> right, right. You know, I went past that fire itseg sign, if I pronounced his name right, the uh, general manager of the Jets. I went past the sign the other day on Saturday oh. that the, the fan base right. bought <laughs> to fire the general manager. And it was awesome to see after you read about it in the paper. Um, and Okay, so speaking of football, I don't know if you've heard, yeah. but the – because of a huge snowstorm in Buffalo, which I uh, had in the opening, which is called the la- land effect or what, lake effect. Oh, lake effect, yes. Four feet of snow. And when I saw it, I was like, this, I was like, oh, that's four feet. That's not a big deal. But then I was like, I'm sorry, I got confused. When there's one foot here, right. that's a major problem right. and a major snowstorm. Four feet is insane. That covers up people's houses. I, imagine if you're and a midget. Midget, exactly. I was just, I was <laughs> yeah. just thinking, I'm like, that poor kid. I mean, yeah, they reported deaths. It must be all midgets. How do they get out of that? Uh, slow blowers, I think. But, yeah, they, they don't know whether they're going to be able to play right. the game because nobody can get to the stadium, let alone the team. When's the game? Sunday at 1. So even already, what's today, Thursday, they already can't There's even... another snowstorm coming in oh, today I see. that's going to pile another two feet on. <laughs> so they don't think... So they're asking people to pay $10. They're asking everybody who lives in Buffalo if you want to help... In, oh, no, I'm sorry, to get $10 an hour and oh, shovel I out see. the stadium. Oh. Help shovel out the stadium. <laughs> that's the, Now, see, that's when the NFL is going to stand behind climate change. Now they're going to... Now they care. You know what I mean? Like, now they're going to rally... Now it matters to them. They're like, because this is probably all due to global warming. That's an excellent point, because once you get somebody like that on board, right. especially, you know, you get like the Dallas Cowboys, you know, owner on board that, you know, that kind of Republican <laughs> mentality exactly. talking about global warming. You're right. <laughs> exactly. That's the way in. Yeah. I wonder if Buffalo planned it that way. <laughs> it's very clever. But yeah, they don't know whether they're going to play on Monday or Tuesday. Right. Uh, nobody knows, um, which is exciting. I don't know. For is me, that going to mess up the pool? 
What about the pool? That's oh, all I care about. Point. Um, if they play Monday, it won't. But if they play Tuesday, I guess it would, especially since it's a very short week. Right. Because you know you got the turnaround of Thanksgiving on Thursday. I I don't I really don't know. Huh. The weird part is that the Bills were supposed to play on Thursday night. On on Thursday for Thanksgiving, yeah, they had a, the NFL did something really interesting this year. For years, all the AFC games are on CBS and all the NFC are on Fox. Okay. So for Thanksgiving, the Lions and the Cowboys always play, always. Right. There's a game in Detroit and there's right. a game in Dallas for right. I don't know fifty years, whatever it is. Yep. So one team has to play an AFC opponent, so one of the games could be on CBS. But this year, because the NFL decided like. Let's just go for the extra money again because they're so greedy <laughs> and the good games. Um, let's screw that. Let's. Do, I mean, it's kind of good in a way. Let's just go all NFC. Oh. So, CBS. I don't know which game, which network is getting which, but their CBS will be getting a double NFC game. Like uh, right. the Lions are playing the Bears, which started out to be a great game because the Bears were doing well. Right. Now it's. I don't know. They won. If they win again this week, it could be a good game. And the Cowboys are playing the Eagles, which should be a great game, or at least it was before Mark Sanchez and his stupid butt and his <laughs> stupid butt fumbling, and he's a nightmare. But that, but these are really good games. And then the night game is the 49ers and the Seahawks. Right. So three really, on paper, great games, but all NFC. So um, that... it's, I don't know, it's kind of, I like that kind of stuff. I'm fascinated. The, what, the way it works is if whoever is the away team is what the network gets. I don't know why. Okay. So if the Patriots were playing Dallas... It would be on CBS. Got it. But um, that's what I'm saying. In rotation, apparently, it was either supposed to be the Bills or Miami to play at either Detroit or Dallas. Right. And they were like, that sounds horrible. Because <laughs> they didn't realize the Dolphins would be doing so well where actually that would be an okay game. But what they have scheduled is much better. I think you just lost Aunt Judy. No, her. she loves this stuff. <laughs> she does? I don't know. I'm hoping. Uh, <clears throat> I watched football this week. Oh, actually... Uh, I don't know whether two of my worlds came together because... Um, Wizard of Oz? No. F- oh, sorry. You know what, Memo? I- <laughs> That's pretty funny. Um, let me see if I have it here. Where where it go? Oh, oh here. Um, uh, I watch Elementary, the show about Sherlock Holmes on right. CBS. Right, right. And um, it's, you know, sweeps month. It's November. So they put Phil Simms <laughs> on the show Elementary. <laughs> and he plays a legendary – he plays himself, okay. but apparently he's a knife thrower. He plays himself, but not literally like – No, he's playing Phil Sims. Oh. But he also is apparently like a great knife – That's well, his he, specialty is knives. Right. Got it. it, it like he could have done that if he didn't go into football. Here's Got the it. clip. It can't be done, okay? <sighs> it was done. You're wrong. Nobody can chuck a knife that far. What's this? It's Phil Simms acting. I'm not here. Remember that, okay? Oh, yes. Heaven forfend your work with me should endanger your precious day job. You throw knives? You know, it was supposed to be just you here. Philip is arguably the greatest knife thrower in the world. Has been for decades. There was little money to be made in the impalement arts. So as a youth, he turned to what you Americans term football. Is this a joke? This was on network television, everybody. Philip <laughs> Hedden Hart. Come on. Head now he's heart. telling him to throw it at a dummy. First one in the head. Second in the heart. <laughs> I like that sound effect. Yeah. Can I go? Yeah. 
Fifteen years he spent throwing that misshapen ball around. Fifteen years. When I think of the acclaim he could have brought to competitive blade slinging. Bam bam. Uh, why don't we use those sound effects in this show? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. They're hard to come by. I can. I think I can it's easy to get those kind of clips. Oh yeah, I guess you could. Um, All right, let's go back into. Uh, let me talk about for a second. Uh, interestingly enough, I want to talk about the. All right, let's go into the picks. Let's go into the NFL. Oh. We'll work backwards today. All right, and we'll do the college uh, in a second. I'll tell you about my teases. Yeah. But let's go into the picks now. Last week, uh, NFL wise, I didn't do very well. I, I lost every morning game besides <laughs> Atlanta for some reason. And then I won every afternoon game, which is the exact opposite of what I normally do. How did right. you do? Last week, I don't. It was bad. It yeah. was a bad week. Um, I got my Rutgers pick. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I got Rutgers. And uh, yeah, I lost the the Buffalo against Miami. I mean, it was a disaster. But I did get the pendulum pick, which he was right again, which was Arizona over Detroit. Yeah, but I don't oh, know. Oh, I'm sorry. No, that's what I picked as my key. The pendulum pick was uh, Kansas City over Seattle. Right. And that came in, and so I won that one. Yeah, but I, it's sort of – I'm not sure about that pendulum anymore, you know? Well, I wasn't sure about it either. We'll talk about it – well, no, let's talk about it now. The pendulum pick – okay, she was right for seven weeks in a row. Right. So seven and oh. Then that one week where, I, say, it was sketchy, we lost, and I could tell something was wrong. <laughs> right. So then we gave her two, and she pushed on both. That was my mistake. I should have just given her one and just make the comeback. I was right. trying to make up the money. <laughs> and then the next week after that, she won again. So then we were back on track. So she's basically nine and one. Or but then she, but then she, you and her were both sure it was like a sure thing, and she lost. Like you both felt good about That's it. That's right. Uh, I get the Bills and the Chiefs, and I was upset because I liked the Chiefs in that game, and her stupid pendulum picked the Bills. Right. And I was very upset by that because uh, yeah, that just lost right out of nowhere. So I don't know. That's so. Sort of then last week. She buried the pendulum in the backyard because she was furious. <laughs> this is what she told me. She pendulum. She scolded the pendulum. She, you know, she calls the pendulum a her. She buried it in the backyard, and then. Oh, I thought I turned my phone off. I'm sorry. <laughs> she buried it in the backyard, and then and then she said, and I said, give it another chance, and she won it this week right. with Kansas City. Okay. So this week she has another pick, and I said, I mean. Let's What's see if she can what, do two in a pick? row. This week now, I gave her a really tough one because I like to give her an interesting one. This one has a spread, yeah. which we've never done before. But out of all the games, it's not a very good week of games. Right. I wanted to pick the most interesting one. And the most interesting one this week is Seattle versus Arizona. Yes. What did the uh, pendulum say? The pendulum picked... The Arizona Cardinals. Yes, that's what the four-year-old did too. So that's a good sign, and that's also my key pick. Oh, is it? I think. Oh, you know what? I made Harvard my key pick this week. <laughs> we'll talk about that in a second. So let's go over your your four-year-old's picks, which, right. as we all know, there's no reason this can't happen. <laughs> right. If my mother's able to win the pool on any given week, there's no reason a four-year-old. It's true. Now can't I have to. I have pool. to give you a little context. You yeah. know, I used. To, I don't know anything about football, but I. I used to be really good at the pool. I came in third, and I mean, I was like, you know. And uh, you have a funny name this year. What is it? Oh, the, uh, I'm right. Said Fred Flintstone. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but um, yeah, it's getting harder to find these things. It's very but hard. um, you know, I was good, and then like every, the last couple of years, all of a sudden, I just nosedive and no. I tried a million systems. I tried Sarah's system. I tried my own. Si and nothing's working. You know, what you should try now is this guy um, 
Jamie Nash. Yeah. His system is he presses the random button. I, I was doing that oh, too. Oh, you did that too? Yeah. For whatever week it is, though? No, no. See, he presses, like, if it's week 12, he'll press the random button 12 times. Oh, <laughs> that's clever. Now that's a system. Yeah. He almost won last week. <laughs> yeah, that's brilliant. No, I did not hit it 12 times. So anyway, it's ironically brilliant, isn't it? <laughs> it is It is really good. So I, I was desperate. And then um, this week's pool winner, Kip Stones. Yeah, your boy. Suggest, and that's a whole nother story that, you know, that, that was like you almost broke up a friendship with that, with the pool. Because there's these two Steelers fans going head to head. And uh, they actually watched the game together. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize. Because I was wondering why his wife said go Steelers. I didn't know he was a Steelers fan because he clearly bet against them. Well, that's what's funny. So so, so uh, Hank Stokes bet with his heart. He picked right. his team. Kip Stones bet with his head, according to him. Oh, I, I don't so want to make a judgment call. But he was, you know, he said, hey, I love him, but you have to be an idiot after they lost to the Jets. Yeah, I'm not going to pick these guys. But he got he got everything he wanted. They won the game. Well, that's right. And the other team covered the spread. <laughs> exactly. It couldn't have been worked out any no, better so for him. No, so he was fine, and, and poor Hank Stokes, this close. Oh, so, that's so funny. That's classic. Um, but they watch it together, so it feels Aww. like the pool was very uh I thought you were talking about when I almost kicked him out of the pool because he wouldn't send me a photo. <laughs> no, but I did notice in the picture that he sent, uh, his peanut butter jar is almost empty. Oh, I saw so. that too. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, he was suggested that Bren picked these picks. So okay. this is four-and-a-half-year-old picks here. All right, what do you got for uh, – so we're filming – we're taping this on Thursday night, so the game is about to start. Yes, so Kansas City over Oakland. Okay, I like that one too. Actually, uh, I love that one. And that's a rivalry game. Right. So I wasn't sure, but I think Kansas City is going to – even though they're playing in Oakland, I love it. Yeah, yeah, it's a weird one. And then – now, you, she might be biased on this one. I said Harvard-Yale, and she went, Yale. Now, you got to remember, her mother went to Yale. Oh, well, that's, yeah. See, all the people that went to Yale have been <laughs> picking Yale, and all the people that went to Harvard have been picking Harvard. <laughs> right. But, uh, I, well, I'll, I'll talk about that in a second. Go on. Um, she, she picked Chicago over Tampa Bay. There's that one, too. <laughs> Philadelphia over Tennessee. See, that one I got Tennessee because it's, I just think it's too many points. But uh, I, I think so, too. Me, I would, you know, I Tennessee didn't <laughs> did not play bad with the Steelers last week, too. It's but true. But they still are a bag of crap. Yeah, no, I, I didn't want to, you know, I wanted to sort of, sway her but then i realized then i'd be messing up yeah right, fate, right. No, so i kept my mouth shut um and then she kind of went on a on a uh, underdog streak here she would pick detroit over new england yeah i think i picked new england on that one because i don't like detroit away from home and new england's been playing yeah they're sick i know i felt bad about I that hate one. She, them. she picked the vikings which is a little weird i did too but, I did too but the, with but all 9. those points. 5, I yeah, know, yeah. but still, the Green Bay should kill them. But Green Bay has not been playing well on the road. Yeah. They've not been playing well on the road like yeah. they do at home. And if it's really cold, maybe the Vikings will get an advantage or something. No, there's know. no advantage there. <laughs> Green Bay's used I to know, cold. I know, I know, I <laughs> know. Um, she picked Cincinnati. I well, did too. So you guys might do pretty well together. <laughs> Uh, Jacksonville over the Colts. I picked the Colts, but I'm mad about that. Well, it's one. a big the points. I know, but they're. Pl- uh, I don't know. It's but uh, I know it's hard. Um, she picked the Jets, which I was like, I did head. too. I Seriously. I don't know what what are you supposed to do with that? It's so <laughs> retarded. The Jets suck. Yeah. But I can't. It's oh, I can't. When you pick against them, I, I, everybody pick, pick <laughs> the Steelers. A, I know there's no way to win with that stupid team. That's exactly why do I? I hate. I hate. I want to move just so I don't have to be a Jets fan anymore. It is tough. Uh, she picked Cleveland. I did too. See, you guys are doing well together. St. Louis over San Diego. How do you not pick that one? I think everybody's on board with that. St. Louis has been putting up some really wins against some really quality teams. Yeah. And San Diego stinks. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what their deal is, but I'm betting against San Diego <laughs> because they barely beat Oakland last week. 13-6, to 6, I think the final score was. They should have beat the crap out of them. Uh, yeah, I'm not arguing. 
Neither is Varen. Um, Arizona over Seattle. Right, we're said. all going with that. That's a pendulum pick. All right. Um, she picked uh, the Redskins over the over the 49ers. I am picking way against that. That could have almost <laughs> even been my key pick because San Francisco is playing great and Washington stinks. I know. I mean, they're that bad. I'm betting against Washington as I'm betting against San Diego. That's yeah. my scheme for this week. No, I, I, I felt bad when she said that one. But what are you going to do? Miami. She went with Miami over Denver. Yeah, that's a tough one, too. I went with Denver. I feel they're going to get back. They lost two games in a row. I just feel they're going to take it out on Miami. But yeah. um, I don't and know. they got it's the rough. home team advantage. No, I, that's a weird See, one. See, we have them at seven and a half. If I had them at seven, I'd feel much more comfortable. But right. our pool uh, makes half incre- increments. Yeah, they make it tough, these guys. Um, the Giants or Dallas. I'd pick uh, Dallas. Yeah, I would, too. But I, I just know. want that to happen. And then uh, Baltimore over New Orleans. I picked New Orleans. I picked them at home, although I think Baltimore can completely win. They're, they're horrible lately. And I got to say, the tiebreaker total, she gave me 19, which is a tough call, but I had 19? to go with it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, can't you just change that one? Is that necessary? 19? Uh, I didn't want to miss. What is she, playing the prices right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, she bet a dollar. Oh, that's, that's cute. So those are not bad uh, picks for a four-year-old. No, those are really good picks, and uh, she'll probably win. <laughs> yeah, I hope. I think it's going to make my money me. back. I don't know. Now, let's talk about college for a second. There's no good college games this week. Now, um, this week, uh, the team, you know, they have new uh, Alabama moved to number one in college. You know, they're, the way they're doing it this year, I told you with Condoleezza Rice and everything. Yeah. They got a, you know, a committee, and they still they moved Florida down to three. They have no respect. Florida State, they have no respect <laughs> for them. Mississippi State's four. And right. or, no, our Oregon is, I don't know, it's two or three, whatever. Um. But so there's no games this week, right? So now in my pool yeah. this year, we decided to make a college pick, right? Which people are half they hate, yeah. Um, but I was just like, look, if we're picking Thursday games, let's just pick a Saturday. Let's have some fun. People are angry. They do not like to mix the NFL and the college. No, I am talking about one college pick for five weeks, and people are they're in an uproar. So wait, when you say so, it's not fifty fifty then. It's more negative than positive. I'd say it's 50-50 because there's 30% that don't care because I took a survey in the right, pool. Right, right. Before everybody makes their picks, there's a little survey. It pops up. Right. Which, you know, people I are know, also I annoyed at. Yeah. <laughs> I can't stop annoying people this season. <laughs> so, anyway, this for I picked them all at the beginning of the season. I don't know whether you knew that. Uh, I have no. to pick all the games because a lot of people pick make their picks at the beginning so they don't forget. Okay. There's no spreads. But they just pick a random thing, and then right. they change them later if they remember. That way, there's no way you can forget to make your picks. I think, you know, Aunt Judy does that sometimes if she goes away for two weeks right. and just makes picks. So I have to have everything kind of locked in, and I can't change it. So I picked, you know, I think LSU, Alabama. It was a good game. You know, and then I keep – last week I picked Rutgers. Indiana, you know, it's more of a joke. I was picking Rutgers. I was trying to make right. comedy. Right. So for this week, for laugh purposes – I picked Harvard versus Yale. Uh-huh. I no, just I, thought I like that, that would one. be hilarious. Yeah, yeah, everybody seems to be on board. Yeah, that that's funny. That's a good one. Turns out this is a great game because as it turns out, are you ready for this? Harvard is 9-0. and Right. Undefeated. Yale is 8-1. and But here's the best part. My favorite show on Saturday morning is called College Game Day. It's on uh-huh. ESPN. Right. They go to whatever school is the hot school. Uh, they, you know, go usually go to SEC times. But last week they were in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, <laughs> right. and before, you know, they were Mississippi State. Who's ever hot? Wherever the contest is, where it's one versus two or one versus four, they're going to be at every week. So it changes from week to week. It's exciting then. This week, because it's a way bad slate of games. 
they're going to Cambridge, Massachusetts for the Harvard-Yale game. Wow. And we have that. We're picking that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's like good. a big deal. It just got lucky. <laughs> right. I mean, it's unbelievable. They're going to see Harvard-Yale. They, they never do that. They no. never talk about Ivy League schools. It's not even in their, their wheelhouse where they would talk about it. It's true. Uh, you know, it's my favorite show. That's where they make these uh, – they make picks. And they've got Lee Corso. And he puts on the headgear right, of the right. uh, team that he likes, and they always leave it at the very end. So last week he goes, um, "You know what I like?" I, uh, and then and then you know he's like, but he, he's making it roundabout so so get the crowd going. Right. And then they start playing "Sweet Home Alabama," and he puts on the elephant head, and it's really <laughs> funny. He just waves goodbye, and it's funny every time. And he's made two hundred and fifty picks. How's how's his? What's his record? Uh, it's pretty good this year. I think it's like eight and three, or maybe that's not that good actually, because. He's only picking winners. He's not picking spreads. Right, right. So. That's true. But, uh, I mean, I guess he's – I'm picking Harvard, and I made it my key pick because I looked at their records. Right. And Harvard has been kind of blowing people out, and Yale's been keeping it close. Right. So that's my theory. I'm making it my key no, pick. No, it makes sense. They're also playing at home. It, and you don't get a, a spread for that one. Uh, I, I, I don't know whether it's a pick em or whether on Tuesday there was no spread. Right. But for no spread, right. I'm going to make it my key pick. Right. No, that makes hell. sense. Um, I'm not taking that pendulum pick. I don't trust her. You know, I was at a. Don't at tell a, her I said that. I was at a wedding this weekend, and uh, my friend uh, is from Alabama, and he just kept running back into the hotel room to keep catching the game. The I've done, I did that at the Devils game. <laughs> yeah, I, I was at the Devils you. game on Saturday watching the Florida State. Um, who were they playing? Somebody big, but I, I don't remember. But I was watching that game while I was watching the Devils game right. in, the, in the, the booth. I brought my nephew to the Devils game. Yeah. And uh, they didn't have the right kind of food for him. I don't know, because I guess my cousin wasn't supposed to be there, so they didn't give us the big suite. So What's the right kind of – I mean, isn't that the perfect well, kind of food? When he's there, it's like a big – you know, there's like seven trays of food. I see. When he's not there, it was just the chicken parm sliders, which are delicious. Yeah. And chicken fingers. I see. So I said, do you think you can bring a tray of hot dogs in for me and my nephew because he <laughs> likes hot dogs? Right. And we'll eat them all. Right. So then it became an eating contest. He's only 12. <laughs> right. So I'm like, don't, we can eat three apiece. So, you know, I had to, then I got sick. Of course. So I, had, I ate three, and the fourth one I think I put down my pants because he got upset. So um, <laughs> I was trying to make, I was like, he was like kind of crying with his head down. And I was like, would you feel better if I put a hot dog down my pants? So sometimes you got to do what you got to do. You yeah. Know? Make them laugh, make them laugh, make them laugh. Is it still there? Or is, did you? Uh, no, it fell out my pants leg. Got it. But um, I think they're fed up with me at the uh, Prudential Center. If you're always singing that song, I can understand. Well, I'm always just asking for a bunch of stuff, and they're like, <laughs> he's not the owner. Why does he get to ask for stuff? And right. I'm like, come on, honey, just do your job. Right. Uh, also, I was with my friend Tommy, who produ- it's Rachel's boyfriend, who produces um, Impractical Jokers. Yes. Which you know my nephew loves, so he I set it up so because they want to film at the Prudential Center right. a bunch of stuff, and, right? Uh, that was exciting because he he was really nice to my nephew. You know, he's like, if you ever want to come, I mean, it's like a kid's dream. Sure, uh, you know, I don't really watch the show that much, but I know that teenagers and kid they, they love, love it. it yeah, know? so yeah, I was trying to get the uh, the roller derby girls involved too. Oh, that would be a great yeah, practice. It just didn't Joe. work out. Um, anyway, you know how I do the th- the teases um, for college, I. Spelled out Felix last week because it was November 13th. <laughs> Felix with the Air Force Falcons, Michigan State East, Lansing, the Raging Cajuns of Louisiana for the L, I and the X, the Gamecocks for comedy purposes. <laughs> right. Got them all right, except for one. Really? Missed by half a point. Really? Missed by half a point. Couldn't believe it. Huh. Five teams. Got them all correct. 
missed by half a point. Uh, was that a parlay? Did you have money? It's a team. Yeah, I had money uh, 50 to win 90. I don't usually bet that much. Although this week, I like my tees so much, I put more money on it. I put $100 to win 245 Wow. Of course, I won 500 bucks last week for the pendulum pick. So. Right. Uh, I am doing really well. In fact, for the season, <laughs> right now I'm up $2,523. You are. Yes. Now, this week I spelled out gobble. <laughs> uh, you know, for best of purposes. Yeah, I get it. Uh, for the G, of course, I, I went back to the South Carolina Gamecocks. Okay. Gamecocks. I get it. <laughs> what do you think a midget would think about a Gamecock? Um, a shuttlecock. <laughs> Um, minus three against South Alabama. Then I have the Syracuse Orange Get plus it. 17 and a half That's against Pittsburgh. I like that one a lot. Yeah, seems pretty Here's good. the one I'm nervous about. For the B, the first B, I have the UCLA Bruins. Okay. Now they're playing USC, and UCLA is playing really well, but I only have them plus six and a half. I'm a little worried about that one, but I don't care. I really like the rest of them. I have, I mean, this one, for the, the other B, I have the Buckeyes of Ohio State. Yeah. Minus four. That's good. Against Marquette. Uh, that shouldn't be a problem at all. They're like the number five team in the nation, and they're going to go up. Uh, sure. Everybody wants to see them in the playoffs. I don't because now you know now that Rutgers is in the Big Ten, I just hate them. Uh, then I this is my favorite team to pick, the Louisiana Lafayette Raging Cajuns. Yes. <laughs> yes. For the L. Uh, it's a pick em game against Appalachian State. Now, <laughs> the Louisiana Lafayette Raging Cajuns have not let me down this season. Uh, unlike the stupid Illinois. You know, I hate the eyes. That's why I keep not using it. I used the stupid eyes again, and uh, that was the one I missed by half a point. I'm still angry. And for the E, because I also hate the E, because the only team you can use is like Eagles, so I'm sick of that. Right. I use Eugene, Oregon for the Oregon Ducks. Got it. I, I pronounce Oregon incorrectly every time I think. I've always had trouble with that. Somebody told me. Somebody took me to school today. They're like, it's Oregon. And I'm like, are you sure? Because I don't think anybody's sure. Right. It's very confusing. But I took them minus five and a half. They're the number two school in the nation versus Colorado. I think that's a winner. Yeah, good luck with that. Thank you. Uh, one last thing before we move over to the television portion. <laughs> uh, I think I know you're going to get this. You're going to find this very funny. Kate Middleton. Yes. What is she? The pr- princess, right? But is she the Duchess of... You know, how do they put it? It's, is it Duchess? What is Kate Middleton? She's a princess, right? Uh, the one who's married to yeah, William? Or? I mean, I think so. I, I, I'm i not a big uh, royal family. I think they get it confused because some of the, like, if you're not a princess, you're a... A duchess. Yeah, but... Can, I mean, can you be she, both? Can you be I a princess she, and a duchess? I think you become a princess once you're a duchess. You know what? I don't know. How um, do you not know this? I, Why I, do you know the lineage? <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't, I, I don't know. I did... This is... I don't know if you could call this off topic. It's football related, but I did hear about that um, football player that quit and became a farmer. I was really impressed. I don't know what you're talking about, but um, <laughs> all right. The uh, there's no NFL. football player that became. Are you no, no. About, are you talking about um, Lawrence Taylor who became? A no, no, no. Recently, he walked away. Weed? He was making millions of dollars, and he walked away from a contract and started a farm. That's um, a movie called uh, Continental <laughs> Divide with Jim. I'm going to uh, Jam- send you the uh, John article. Belushi. Anyway, thanks for slowing down the show. Um, <laughs> Kate Middleton uh, is coming to the Nets game. She's going to come to the Barclays Center in Brooklyn. Okay, as I just read about it. It's very exciting. What, since the princess who you know might be queen, what do you think um, 
What does that remind you of? Let's see if you're on the same page as I was. <laughs> Wait a minute. What does her coming to the... Coming to a sporting event like that remind you of? This is too much pressure. Um, it, it, it sounds like a bad Disney movie, first of all. Okay, here it is. The umpire. He saved the queen's life. That's not the umpire, Your Honor. It's Enrico Palazzo! I hadn't thought of that movie in a long time. <laughs> right. The first thing that went to my head was the naked gun, <laughs> right. where the queen is sitting, uh, where those two thugs are sitting in her seats at the baseball game, at right. the, what is it, the Anaheim Angels game? <laughs> right. Uh, and they have to move out the seats so the queen can sit down. <laughs> it's the first thing I thought of. I don't know why this went right to me. Hey, it's Enrico Palazzo. It's the first thing I thought that came to my head as soon as I read that article. I don't know why. It's true. It's very true. Um, okay, let's move on to... Uh, the uh, entertainment portion of the show. All right. I feel like I'm about to win some prizes. As you know, Mike Nichols died today. I know. I and, know. Uh, since you are a director, I know it's sad. I thought we would talk about it a little bit because uh, I really, really dug that guy. Yeah, him and Elaine May were the best. I love their sketch. I hated all of their sketches. <laughs> that didn't do it for me it at all. Great. But as a director, I thought he was fantastic. Now, you know, Mike Nichols um, did The Graduate, which was his big thing. Now, of course. He, he did The Graduate. He did, uh, I mean, his thing, he did Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf, Brilliant. which means that he worked with Elizabeth Taylor and That's Richard right. Burton when they were the top stars, That's right. all the way down to Tom Hanks in Charlie Wilson's War. I mean, that is spanning <laughs> right. a lifetime. You know, it's just as good as Stanley Kubrick or somebody like that. You He's know? done He a didn't lot. make those kind of movies, but he made really interesting ones. One of my favorite ones... Well, first of all, I really like um, – uh, he did Silkwood, which I right. really liked. But he, he did um, Heartburn, which I didn't like. Uh. <laughs> um, but he did Working Girl, which yeah. I can always watch a yeah. hundred times, especially just at that time Harrison Ford in a comedy was right. you know, excellent in the way they made fun. He made Wolf, yes. which I like because that was James Spader <laughs> was playing a werewolf. Well, that's yeah. going to work for me every time. I had to show that movie three times in college. I was a projectionist. I, it was the worst. I couldn't believe it was him. Well, I liked it. And he did actually one of my favorite films that I can watch on a daily basis, Primary Colors. Oh, yeah, that was pretty good. That was an amazing movie. It's about – it's based completely on the book by Anonymous who – Right. Who, we know who it is now, but I don't know who it is. But um, the, based on Bill Clinton's rise right. to being the president. Right. And it's completely fascinating. And John Travolta playing pretty much Bill Clinton morphs into Bill Clinton. I don't know how he did it, but he's perfect. <laughs> and he would have probably been nominated, but he also, his company, because this guy's got the worst you know, advice ever, sure. at least for a while he did, um, put him up for this uh, other movie he did called The Civil Action where he was horrible. And it ruined his chances because he really should have won. He was he was amazing. Yeah, he was really he was good. really good. And that's a really good, well done, competent, entertaining movie. Kathy Bates. Yeah, yeah. Um, really, really good. And if there's any truth to it, it's completely fascinating. That's true. And it really shows you the kind of man that Bill Clinton was, which was a good man who <laughs> just can't keep it in his pants, you know. But I mean. Maybe you should forgo some of that when you have somebody <laughs> whose who's other qualities are Keep very him good. Happy. He's, not, he's not raping anybody. Keep him happy. It's all consensual. It's not Bill Cosby. Right. Now, listen, I did not <laughs> rape. They all wanted it. I, I could swear they wanted the, I just wanted the pussy. And the pussy. Memo. Listen. Anyway, um, 
he uh, oh um it's so interesting he won best director for the graduate yeah he was uh up against he he beat out uh arthur penn for bonnie and clyde right because the graduate's amazing and it's a it's a good call because um it holds up so it i like up. when you i mean so does bonnie and clyde though so that's a tough one. i agree but the graduate is more in everyday lore in many ways. It is definitely a and bigger... And that's what I like when they make a best picture. I don't think it won best picture that year. Um, actually, In the Heat of the Night won best picture that ah. year. But see, that's the thing. I mean, In the Heat of the Night was good. It's powerful. And it's kind of a sign of the times. But yeah, no, The no, Graduate no. is The Graduate. Is, and that's yeah. what I don't like when they pick stuff. I like stuff that has posterity to it. Nobody but, goes home and rents In the Heat of the Night. I know. You, know, they, you will they show never, your kids The Graduate. They never see that they never look ahead you know they're they're never thinking like long term he was nominated for who's afraid of virginia wolf lost to uh fred zinneman i don't even know who that is do you (laughs) for a man for all seasons i think he was also up against that guy from blow up yeah you know that one uh, oh well blow up is not the brian de palma blowout one no 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 no. uh, well that's like a bad remake which is a classic of course a, a bad remake of blow up he was nominated for silkwood but lost to james brooks uh who had the simpsons that year (laughs) <laughs> All right, no, Terms of Endearment, which is an embarrassment because yeah. you're saying that the producer of Mary Tyler Moore beat out, uh, you know, the guy that made The Graduate yeah. kind of yeah. makes you angry in a way. But that that year, that swept everything, right. Terms of Endearment. And then he lost for Working Girl uh, to Barry Levinson for Rain Man. I got no problems with that. Um, I didn't realize Working Girl got nominated. He got nominated. He got nominated for, for, best, for director. best Director. Wow. But that movie rocks. It's really yeah, it's a good... entertaining and great. But, yeah, I mean, he's uh... – oh, so here's the story. He also directed What Planet Are You From? <laughs> now, that is a Gary Shandling written <laughs> yeah. movie. That okay. was pretty good. Now, at that time, which uh, – 2000. Right. I was friends with Gary Shandling. I was at his house. We would go to dinner. We uh-huh. would go to the movies. In fact, we saw – Woody Allen movie, Wild Man Blues together. Ah, yes. Where I sat next to him. This is a documentary on Woody Allen and how crazy he is. Gary Shandling is laughing at this guy. Look how crazy <laughs> this guy is. <laughs> Meanwhile, you know, I'm like, look at this guy. So what planet are you from? Because he calls and uh, he's like, hey, what's what's going on? I go, oh, just saw what planet are you from? He goes, I didn't direct it. That's his first thing he said. He was apologizing. I didn't direct it. I'm like, well, I, I liked it. He goes, <laughs> Again, I didn't direct. He's blaming Mike Nichols. I see. He was blaming the guy that directed The Graduate and Silkwood. So he didn't like it is what you're saying. Like he was not happy with it. He's not happy with anything. He hates everything he does. Right. So to blame, you know, a Mike Nichols guy. I can see if you're blaming this Fred Zinneman guy. Well, who cares about that guy? (laughs) You're blaming Mike Nichols because, you know, but I, you liked the movie. I liked it too. Yeah. It was what it was. I don't know what he was expecting. What was Gary Shandling expecting? When his penis was humming, that was the premise of the <laughs> yeah, entire it, movie. It never took itself seriously. It was pretty ridiculous. Yeah, so, so I don't know what his deal is, but uh, rest in peace, Mike Nichols. He was he was kind of awesome. Yeah. And they married Diane Sawyer, who I think is way hot. Well, now she's available. Oh, she's available. All right. So it's your chance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I guess it is, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. All right. Now, let's go back to Mulaney. <laughs> you know, I'm obsessed. Sorry. You know, I, I just want to tell you before I forget, I signed Interstellar. Oh yeah, how was it? It's horrible. It's a stupid. It's movie. so funny. I walked uh, past a guy today on the street, just heard the conversation just for a second. Yeah. And he says, uh, "Who's the director of that?" 
Um, that in Nolan, Chris. Right, Nolan. right, right, right. I, I just heard in passing. He just goes, I don't know if I really care for Chris Nolan. <laughs> well, I mean, what I was going to tell you, it's a dumb movie with a lot of plot holes and all that stuff. They say but, it's amazing. But, but Chris, uh, Michael Caine is in it, and he has so many good lines, like for you, uh-huh. like like made for you. Oh God! He quotes Dylan Thomas poetry. No, he doesn't. Yes. you're kidding. I'm not joking. That's like a running motif. Oh my God! He quotes God. it like ten times throughout the movie. Dylan Thomas. Yes. How did you even know? Does he say it? Yeah, well, no, no, he quotes I it. Stop me! I Dylan Thomas. <laughs> exactly. Oh my God! So, so I got to get him and uh, Michael Sheen together. Exactly. So, you know, he's, like, quoting it to the astronauts, like, through the microphone. Oh, into my. The... What is he, trying to put them to sleep? Is exactly. that the deal? He's hypnotizing them? It's brilliant. I thought you wrote it. Is no, I know. Did he li- was Crystal <laughs> listening to my podcast? Exactly. So there's so many times when I'm just, you know, you need to watch it just so you have more material. It'll last you another five years. What do you mean? I don't need no more material. What are you saying? Well, you know. It's... What, how are you saying? I, what, what, more material? <laughs> I... <laughs> Wait, I, now I have to uh, let's see if I... Uh... Oh, damn, I can't find it in time. But you could do, I was thinking you can do, just like you did your Alan Alda uh, food tip compilation, you can do oh, yeah, that a was Michael Caine poetry compilation. That's um, a good thing. I don't know what you're looking for. Are you looking no. at porn? Because if you are. No, no, you know what I was looking for. I was looking for the, uh, you know, the. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just see a laptop. Uh, I'm looking for the, um, what we were just talking about, the. Um, Dylan Thomas stuff. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> I, I see. It. I thought I may have had it. I guess I got rid of oh, it. Oh, yeah. I just got right. rid of it because it was annoying you the just, hell out of me. You can just tell people to tune in on your podcast three weeks Listen, ago. Listen, um, a couple shows recently got canceled, which I was, um, you know, right about the uh, TV land canceled that horrible show, Hot in Cleveland, which actually I watched the first two seasons. Wasn't it really, really popular for a while because of what's yeah. the name? Yeah, Betty White. And it finally you know. died. I mean, yeah, it lasted like six, seven seasons. Yeah. So it did pretty good. Um, Selfie got canceled, which I <laughs> had in my picks, as you can see, right. got canceled. Um, CBS just canceled The Millers. That was the uh, the Millers. It, they chose to renew it over the crazy ones. Do you realize that okay. if they chose that one to renew instead of the crazy ones, or if they chose the crazy ones, Robin Williams would still be with us? <laughs> That's what killed him. Right, right. So The Millers, and uh, there's... Obviously, here's the reason it uh, got canceled. Oh, wow, they're hiring singers down at the Colada. I tried lounge singing for a while, but this voice really belongs in an arena. <laughs> oh, here's a good one for Debbie. You think she'd be interested in the exciting world of boatyard security? Nothing near the coast. She had scoliosis, and the salt water could rust her spine. <laughs> oh, what about this? Assistant manager needed for car rental location possibility for advancement she could go from car rentals here to car rentals downtown to car rentals across the river my god she could end up working at the airport wow uh that the got laugh track that got yeah i don't understand How? why um i can tell you why <laughs> it used to be on right after the big bang theory on mondays the big bang theory is the number two show in the nation still no it just it was oh. number three. It oh, went wow. to number two only because Sunday Night Football is too big that it can't win it. But it's it's right there. And it only wasn't in number two last week because the Country Music Awards, for some reason, was huge. I wow. don't know why. Wow. I know anybody here in this town, we don't understand. <coughs> oh, bless you. Sorry about that. But the Big Bang Theory, gets a, it's got a 4.5 share. This is among 18 to 49-year-olds. 
And, it, you know, the, the football has 7.1. I mean, it's right there. It's the right. highest. It's the hottest show. Sure. So if the Millers are baby, uh, you know, it's just it's right. the exact piggybacking. same. Piggybacking. Yeah. Yeah. It's the exact same thing as in between Friends and Seinfeld. Right. That's why you had that horrible Brooke Shields show for many years. That's right. why you had that Jonathan Silverman show. Right. Uh, and when it went to its own, it people realized it's just horrible. Is that what's missing from us here at the the spread? If that we piggybacked off of the um, the Big Bang Theory, we can... if we piggybacked off the Big Bang Theory, we you know I'd have thirty four listeners instead <laughs> of thirty three. But yeah, uh, so Sunday Night Football ironically was down because um, or it was just uh, well no it was up it was Pat's Colts, and you know Tom Brady plays people like that then right. it's big. But it's uh, Saturday Night Football was number ten, and last week it was twenty five because that was that oh that was the Florida State Miami game that's the one I was watching. So how huge is that? I don't know what they're going to do after football season. I, you know, this is that's ABC, right? And, um, but then you have uh, the, the like the football night in America. That's the pre-show to Sunday Night Football. I mean, that's up there. The Voice NBC has the Voice and football, and that's why they keep winning because right. all their shows suck, as we've talked about a hundred right. times. Um, the Simpsons. Is up there. Uh, wow. This is their 1849. It's number 11. It was number seven last week. And um, that show Mom, which is now, that's piggybacking off uh, men of, uh, what is it, that horrible show with Ashton Kutcher and oh. not men of a certain age. Right. You know, that's what I. Two and a half men. Right. Once Upon a Time moved from 11 to 19, and uh, Gotham moved down as well. But that's all because I just wonder if these ratings will be different. After um, football leaves. Well, yeah, clearly. Yeah, I, is it? All the NCISs, all doing amazing. Huh. And the funny thing is, um, you know, with this, this Mulaney that I always talk about. Right. It's such a bad show. And, uh, you know, it's pretty much already canceled. But I'm not exactly sure what people are looking for if, uh, if they keep making these kind of shows. I mean, most of the shows have already been canceled that are new. Right. Uh, I think, I can't think of one that's doing well. I'm talking about sitcoms. Right. You know, the shows are doing okay, but they can't seem to get it together. No, I mean, they have no idea what they're doing. Here's another scene from Mulaney. I'm sorry Lou canceled on you, man. I'm having a rough week, too. Sold out of my problem, bitch, (laughs) T-shirts. You sold 150 t-shirts that say problem, bitch? It was that cruise. I knew my jokes would conquer land. But see? So what's wrong? I don't have any for that joke yet. Problem bitch is out there in the zeitgeist now. I figure I have an 18-hour window before people realize they're laughing at nothing. Huh. Yeah, I, um... I'm very uh, confused as to what's going on there with the humor. Um, to really, we we have ten minutes to go. I know, but there's like thirty people outside. Oh. Okay. <laughs> oh. All right. Anyway. Uh, oh. Okay. Cut, no, they're cutting us short because the show is horrible today. Oh wow! I see the gong coming out. Yeah. We're getting we're getting the light. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's uh, whenever I do stand up, um, I always think when somebody's on their phone, they're giving me the light. Right. That's how they give people the light now. It used to be a, like a nice bright red light. No, I've seen people with the holding up the cell phone. It's Let me so um, weird. listen. I want to play this because um, this is real messed up. I was taping this thing and uh, yeah. What happened with the sound? Sorry. <laughs>
I'm you telling you, they, they want they want us to get out. Um, they, uh, you know, how, like they bring in uh, a person on the show to save the series. Yes, which they did with the Millers. Yes, they brought in that guy Sean Hayes, right, from Will and Grace, right, this season to single handedly save the show. Right, that's why you brought me tonight. I that's think. right, right, right. But this is <laughs> here's a great example. Of trying to save the show. Now there was a show, and I played a clip for it before called "Hello Larry." Yeah, it's a legendarily horrible show, like Mulaney. Right. Uh, that you know, it's a legendary show. Somehow it lasted two seasons. It's with that douche from uh, Mash who quit, and then <laughs> we talked about this last week. Anybody that quits a successful show is a douche. It's too many people trying to get a show. Sure. If you quit a successful show, you are a douche. Okay. Um, Shelley Long, you know David right. Caruso. Those people <laughs> are all douches. <laughs> So this show, Hello Larry, is a bag of crap. And um, for the second se- the first season, ratings were horrible. People made fun of it. Johnny Carson, nonstop making fun of Hello Larry on the same network, too. Right. So the second season, guess who they bring in? Oh, God. Metal Arc Lemon to single-handedly <laughs> save the show. What color dress are you going to win? Here he is at the door. Hi. <laughs> Hi. Ruthie, mm-hmm. I have that autographed basketball you wanted. Of course he does. <laughs> now he's doing tricks with the basketball. This is to save the show. Hey, thanks, Meadowlark. And now he's going to oh, tell a joke. Man, this is Meadowlark Lemon. We all met him when we were in New York. Oh, hello, Meadowlark. Hi. Hey, Larry. Huh? Can you change a book? Oh, sure. Well, how do you get the pampers over his antlers? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, I can't believe you even found that. Clip. Oh, it's I can find everything. <laughs> yeah, pretty good at that kind of stuff. But um, yeah, I like I like shows that bring in a character to single handedly save the show, and then they uh, right. just can't do it. You know who did it? Wait, I, uh, David Spade. They bring him to save a lot of shows, and he actually pulls it off. Like they did after John Ritter died. Uh huh. They brought him in to say to save uh, Eight Simple Ways, I see. and he and he did it. The show lasted like after John Ritter died, which right. is uh, you know kind of a miracle. Um, yeah, I did. Mrs. Poole is she the reason that Valerie, and then the Har- Hogan family, she saved the Hogan family? No, she did not. But Sandy Duncan did. <laughs> I see. Sandy Duncan single-handedly saved that show. I think it was Mrs. Poole. How is that possible? <laughs> yeah. But um, we do have to go. But I, I just want to say this one last thing. Catherine Heigl, yes. another douche. They're giving her a second chance. She left Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. People hate her because she's bad to work with. Yeah. She's blaming the writers. You sure. know, my favorite thing. She's Gary Shandling it up. Right. Um, you know, and then she's got a new show and it got uh, okay ratings. You know, she plays another hard ass well, piece did you of crap think? or something. I didn't, I didn't, I can't watch it. I can't watch oh. it. It got off to a, they say, a soft start. It's a political thriller. I don't like the ones where the girls are, um, playing tough ones because I don't I don't think it exists I think it's a fantasy I'm sorry I know but I don't see it I, you know I've been in jail before I've been or whatever I'm saying I've been in the police I didn't mean to say jail but I've been in the police like I don't see any tough cops I just don't see it I see so um I don't see the show lasting right I don't I think people are going to be I think they don't like her you also didn't see blue man group working out so <laughs> I'm just saying memo you hit the nail on the head but uh, that's our show for this week. I think it was uh, I think it was a good one, Memo. Yeah. I really appreciate you coming I'm by happy and to be uh, here. helping out. And um, we talked about football and television because that's what we do here. Now next week is our uh, Thanksgiving show. I'm going to have my 
nieces and nephews here. Awesome. Because uh, we're going to go, you know, we're here and then we're up in the Upper West Side, so we're going to watch the balloons getting uh, blown up or whatever. And, right. And uh, we do anything so uh, my mother doesn't get invited anywhere. She, she wouldn't like any of that because, uh, <laughs> you know, we've 25 years we've said we're not hanging out with you for Thanksgiving. Right. So we try and do things that she wouldn't enjoy. It's going to be the best show of the year, I think. Yeah, probably. It sounds that way because they'll probably make, you know, uh, my niece, Liza and Doria, they're in the football pool. Right. They're doing pretty well. So let's see how your daughter does, and we'll tell you next week on The Spread with Dave Jeskow. We'll see you next time.